Well, I just love you out to live in Christian Center. If you have your Bible, turn me to Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. I want to minister tonight on embracing your storm. Embracing, embracing your storm. In Mark chapter 4, Mark chapter 4, verse 35. When you have it, say amen. Mark chapter 4, verse 35 says these words. This is on the same day when evening had come, he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Lord, my mind, please give feedback. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him up along in the boat. This is mostly him in the boat as he was. And other, and other little boats, this is what got me right here. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filled. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow by Jesus. And they awoke him, and he said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and said to the sea, Peace. Be still. In other words, be quiet. A different version says it. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared extremely and said to one another, Who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you tonight. We thank you for your presence that's in this place. We thank you for your people. We thank you for your word, God, that is true. And amen, God, uncut, Father God, undefiled. Lord, we thank you for that word. I pray that you will minister to our hearts, speak to our spirits, oh God. I pray that you comfort your people and speak to them, God. In Jesus' name, and everybody says, amen, amen. amen. I, I, um, we've been studying and going over a lot of things and and tonight, I just felt in my heart that I wanted to title this message, Embrace the Storm. So say, embrace your storm. Now say that thing, say, embrace your storm. Now here is a, a, a perfect picture about Jesus. Jesus is preaching. But before he, he talks about what's going on here, whatever happens here, he's, he had a long day already preaching. He had a long day preaching. And, 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 and Mark chapter 4, in the beginning of it, it talks about how he got into a boat. And he got into the boat because the boat too was so big that he got into the boat and the people faced him while he was in the boat and the sea. So the people faced him. I'm going to read it for you when you click the mark. Chapter 4 verse 1 says this. And again he began to teach by the sea. And a great multitude was gathering to him so that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea. And the whole multitude was on the land facing the sea. So here's a, a big picture of a, 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 a multitude of people facing Jesus while he's in the boat sitting teaching. And he's teaching a lot of things. He's teaching about parables. He's preaching on parables. And he, he lays some parables out that, that got me today. He, he talked about the, the, the parable of the sower. The parable of the sower talks about that, that we need to know where we sow our seed at. It's so important that you and I know where we're sowing seed at and know that there's good ground as much as there's bad ground. 
So he talks about that. He also ministered on a topic called the candle under a bushel. Remember talked about, in other words, amen, don't hide your light. Don't, don't hide your light, amen. If the gospel has changed you, if Jesus has changed your life, share it with someone else. Come on, tell someone that God is good and how God changed your life. Don't hide it. He said, uh, 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 it goes, that a lamp doesn't go under a, 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 a bushel, but it goes on top. You don't put a nightstand under the, the, the coffee table, you put it on top of it. So he's telling us, don't hide your light. Tell him, don't hide your light. He talks about also the coming harvest, which meaning that there's stages to growth. That when when the harvest begins to grow, it grows in stages. It, it breaks through the ground. It, it grows in here. That it because of all these different things. That there are stages to growth in our life. That all of us will be in different stages in our life. And the last one, he goes into the mustard seed. I love this one. Now he's teaching all these things to the people. People are in different phases of their life. People are in different places of growth. And uh, some people going through hell. Some just coming out of hell. Some getting back into it. So he's ministering to all these different people. And he's laying these things out. And he talks about the mustard seed. Now listen closely. He's telling size doesn't matter. Hello. Come on somebody. He says you got to believe. And if you believe by faith that great things are happening. They got to understand that the mustard seed. It grows big and huge and large. And it, and it brings shade. So he's ministering to all the people. He's sharing his heart. He's helping to get out of the conditions they're in. Get out of what the rut's going on in life. You know how they don't sometimes thank God for the gospel. Because it helps to get out of things in your life about that'll change you. It'll help you for your marriage. Help you with your children. Help you financially. Well, help you whatever way the gospel works. It helps us. I don't know about you, but 26 years ago, someone reached the gospel to me. And it changed my life. Amen. Come on, somebody. That's the power of God. That's the power of the word. Somebody embrace their storm to help you through my storm. So we have to learn to embrace our storms to help somebody in their storms. Now all of a sudden we give a beautiful picture here. Jesus with his disciples. The day is, the day is closing. And he's about to take them on another adventure because Jesus is always into adventures. He's crazy, man. He always has challenges. He always has adventures. And he, and he always shows up. And he shows off because that's the God that we serve. He don't want us to learn how to rely on him. Come on, learn to have faith in him. Learn to trust in him. And so it's amen. And all of a sudden, church, he's teaching his disciples how to embrace the storm. Look at me if I can really quickly. One of the ways that we need to understand that we need to learn to embrace our storm, that there's a promise in our storm. There's a promise in your storm. Look at the promise here in verse 35 that we're reading in Mark chapter 4. On the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. There's the promise. He says, we're going to get out of the place that you're at. We are going to come to a different position in your life. I'm going to take you across this sea. I'm going to take you across your problem, across your trial, across your tribulation. We're going to get to the other side. There is the promise that you want them to stay stuck. Tell you, I'm not going to stay stuck. I'm not going to stay stuck. I'm not going to stay in my condition, in my hurt, in my pain, in my agony. Even in success, I'm going to take from success to success, to growth, to growth, to glory, to glory. And so I say, amen. And so there he is. He's laying out, church, the promise. Wow. Let us pass over to the other side. That's, that's a great promise. That we can cross over. 
He speaks of a journey. I don't know about you, but it's been a journey since I've been serving Jesus. I've been on a journey with him. I got saved, and all of a sudden, then I got married. Lord, have mercy on me. And then having kids, oh, Lord, have mercy on Then all of a sudden, started pastoring. My God, that's a real journey. And you and I, we've been on some journeys. Come on, church. We started on 11th Street. We went all over our church burned down. Then all we got open the door here. Come on, we bought the location. That is a journey when you are with Jesus Christ. He'll take you on a journey. He's speaking about a journey with him, but about the same time he's speaking about a promise. Wow. He's speaking on you and I are going to have fellowship with each other. We're going to cross over, and in the middle of crossing, we're going to talk. We're going to talk about some things. You don't just marry your wife and don't talk to her. Too bad you got split, baby. I'm sorry. I love you today. No, no, you, you, you get married, and there's fellowship. We're on a journey together. And we're going to talk about some stuff. The same way me and my wife, we got married. And we, we had talked about, I would take to the movies all the time. We had a date night, go to the movies, go out. And then all of a sudden we got married, and I found out she liked the movies. I'm like, what? You just, you just pulled me in and get me, girl. All of a sudden, now she loves the movies, but she did not like going to the movies. They told me that. But in our fellowship, we learned a lot of dislikes, a lot of likes. We, we, we found out what her favorite color is. We found out what my favorite color is. We found a lot of intimate things about each other. That's the same way when God promises you things, it's going to happen in an intimate setting. He's going to talk to you. You're going to talk to him. You're going to go on a journey. Things are going to be good. Things are going to get great. And sometimes things are going to get rough. But it's all part of the promise. It's part of the promise. And I, I, I love also when talk, crossing over, it's speaking about a same passage. He tells him, I'm going to cross over. But he never told him things are going to get hard. But he said, come on, let's cross over. say cross over. Cross over. And sometimes we think that just because Jesus didn't say things are going to get rough, we think, why me? I'm going to get to that in a little bit. I'm going to get ahead of myself. But I want you to understand, sometimes God will just speak things to figure out where we are. Let me go on with this. I love this part right here. You need to grab this. I really understand this. The Christian life is an adventure. How many here have been some tremendous adventures in your life with Christ? Come on, somebody. With Jesus on your side, asking some of you guys get saved, and all of a sudden you started getting healthy. You started looking different. Now you comb your hair. You brush your teeth. Now you, all of a sudden you get married. You're like, matter of fact, this Monday we have we have a Scott and his wife get married. Come on, they get married. Within us all, some of you guys you came in here, but by yourself, all of a sudden you found somebody hello. But it's been a journey. Christianity is a journey. Christianity is fun. So I ever told you it was boring, you've never been on a good journey. Come on, somebody. I've been on a journey. I've been on some good ones. Come on, somebody. Church, we must understand that even though Christianity is a journey, we may be weary. He calls us. Jesus was tired. He was tired. But he said, no, I still got to go across to the other side. And sometimes we can get tired of that, sir. I'm tired. A lot of us get tired. Jesus was tired. But he said, no, I still got to take these people across to the other side. 
He had to push past what he felt. He had to push past how he felt. And so to this, we need to decide that this is what we want. Come on, somebody. Jesus says, I'm laying this out to you. I want you to cross over to you this way. But you got to understand, is this what you want? Because it's going to cost you. But you got to make a decision to the promise. Someone say the promise. I don't know about you, but where I was 26 years ago is not where I'm at today. I'm not in the place I'm not in the place where I was at 26 years ago. I've been on a journey to the crossover. I've been on the journey for the shift of my life. I've been on the journey, come on, somebody, to get to the other side. Someone say to the other side. To the other side. You have to learn, church, to in the middle of your storm, embrace your promise. Because all of a sudden, when there's a promise, someone say there's a storm. Understand this, that where there's a promise, there's a storm. All of a sudden, church, he tells me, we're going to cross over. And they said, okay, let's do this. They all jumped in the boat. Now, look, look, look what the scripture says. All of a sudden, it says, he goes on to them, and he tells them this, let us cross over to the side. Now, when they had heard, left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. So all of a sudden here is the boat leading with Jesus inside, going down to the bottom of the boat, and other boats are following. Other boats are seeing what's going on. The other boats are going across with them. They said, I want to go to the other side too. I want to cross over. I'm tired of where I'm at. I'm tired of being stuck. I'm tired of the same problem. I'm tired of the same situation. I'm tired of the same fights. I'm tired of the same same emotions, same feelings. I want my father to get ignited. I want my passion back. I want my oh, come on, somebody. I want to get to the other side. He said, "Let's get to the other side." But I need you to know that there's a storm. Don't say storm. There's a storm. Church, there, there's a storm now. Now look at verse thirty-seven. It says these words: "And a great windstorm arose by God." There arose a great storm of wind. The waves started coming into the boat, church. Now, now, look at how it goes. The rose and their waves beat into the boat so that it was already filled or filling up. This was a wind that was boisterous. These winds are coming up, down. I'm not saying the wind come in. When you get wind coming, sometimes it's cool, it's coming this way. But when it's coming like this, like this, like this your hair is all over the place. Women. And so this wind was coming all over the place. It was bringing water into the boat. Now listen to this. How devastating that was to the men and women that said, let's cross over. Here we go. Lessons of the disciples in the storm. There's a lesson that all of you need to understand in the middle of the storm. They were obedient, yet the storm still came. They were obedient to God. They're obedient to what He said, "Let's get into the boat, let's cross over." But the storm still came. Sometimes we say, "God, but but I'm obedient. Why is this happening to me?" Well, they were traveling with Jesus, yet the storm still came. Well, I'm going to church now. Why is this happening to me? 
I, 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 I'm paying my tithes. Why is this happening to me? I'm helping out, but, but, but. we got to understand storms come to us all. You have to learn to embrace. Don't say embrace. This is a problem when you don't learn to embrace it, you're always going to feel like a victim. Some say, I'm not a victim. Say, I'm victorious. Church, all of a sudden the storm came, and we need to understand even when we're obedient, storms come. Even when we're traveling with Jesus, storms come. Another one, they were in the center of God's will, yet the storms came. Wow. That shows us a picture that you and I are going to go through things, but we have to understand that there's a promise. There's a promise in the middle of our storm. There's a promise in the middle of our storm. There's a promise in the middle of our storm. Even though you make these get hard, we can't give up. We can't give up. We can't stop. Turk, we need to know that today. Because the biggest lie of the enemy is to say, where's your Jesus now? Even your friends and family will tell you, where's God now? I never heard that one. Where's your God now? He's here. He's with me. He's in the boat. Someone say, he's in my boat. He's in your boat. He's there with you. It hurts sometimes to be obedient. Children. Children know that the most. Amen. It hurts to be obedient. It hurts to be disobedient. And I learned this today, church. But throughout the years that I've been with the Lord, that I can be with God, walking with Him, Him in my boat, crossing over, and all of a sudden something just radical go crazy. You know, we're, we're going to start building a fence tomorrow. We'll come on, somebody, our, our fence is going up tomorrow. We'll that and we're going to have to put fence out because people are coming in here and going to park that and doing the ungodly things. And, and so we're doing them in particular land. But, but when we started doing it, all of a sudden, everything came against us. Just we don't think God's going to protect. I says, okay, well, I'm going to protect him. I was obedient to him. I know he was with me. I know he spoke to me. The city came against us. People came against us. And I told everybody, as soon as we do that, we're going to have a fight. Yeah. Didn't I tell you? I tell you again. But as soon as we do, we're going to have a fight. They came again. They started coming so hard against us. And I started to call the mayor because she's a friend of mine. Mary comes. She came and I talked to her. We talked. She goes, just call so-and-so. I called so-and-so. They had fixed it. They gave, it, they gave us, they gave us the, the permit. Come on, somebody gave us a permit. They gave us a permit to do it. So I went the next week to the permit. They told me no. And I'm like, huh? She's like, no, we can't because of this and this. And I'm like, hold on, hold on. I wonder, okay, let's fix that. Let's fix that. She's like, but we need this and this. And I'm like, hold on. We really doubt that. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go pray. I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll just I'll be back. But I'm gonna go pray. So I left and I started praying. I started singing God. I started praying and started praying. And, and, and now when I got done praying, my daughter walked in. She said, My wife, Mom told you, look at the, your, your email. And I opened the email and approved her, sending everything to you. Come on, so there is power in prayer, guys. There is power in prayer. Every time there's a promise, but there's a storm. And you have to know how you react. I don't get hit of myself on that one. But yet, in the middle of things, in the middle of our will, in the middle of, of being confident with God, in the middle of being obedient, in the middle of traveling with Jesus, things happen. Stuff happens. Things take place. 
You can't say, well, God's not with me. God's with you. He's walking you through. He's got your back. Come on, somebody. Amen. You need to understand storms come to us all. Storms hit us all. Someone say all. Storms hit us all, church. There is the promise. I love it. There is the storm. But someone say a purpose. There's a purpose. There's a purpose for this storm, guys. There's a purpose. And this is the hardest thing for people to understand. There's a purpose why things happen. All of a sudden, we go look on it. And I want you to catch this if you can, please. Verse 38. But he was in the stern asleep on a pillow. And he awoke him and he said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? See, Jesus knew there was a storm. Jesus knew that there was a storm there. He goes, but there's a purpose for this storm. There's a purpose why everything takes place. There's a purpose why stuff happens. And all of a sudden, he's laying these things out. He knows there's a storm. He is relaxing. Now, this is the thing that got me. He's in the storm with them. He's in the storm with them. But he's asleep. He's comfortable being in a storm. See, we're not comfortable in storms. We get panicked. We start saying things. We say things that are wrong. We start doubting God. We start saying, God, where are you? You abandoned me. We start saying the weirdest things. If you forgot what a weirdo looks like, what's your neighbor? I'm just kidding. Just kidding. The thing that I love is that, that Jesus was equipped for the storm. He was equipped. Even though he seemed like he didn't care. That's the thing that we get to sometimes. We feel that Jesus doesn't care. Sometimes we blame him for things. How many of you blame God for things? It's your fault and God's out, huh? We blame him. We become God blamers and we begin to blame him for things and we say things and, and we point fingers at him and we say stuff. And this is the thing, church. Jesus was in the middle. He was there in the storm. He was equipped for the storm. He was comfortable in the storm. And he's trying to tell us, be comfortable with your storm. Embrace your storm. Yeah. Even though it makes no sense, embrace your storm. Yeah. Same way when, when you start working out and, and you start going to the gym and, and, and all of a sudden you start, you start feeling that pain, start feeling that hurt. And like, oh, it's, but it's a good pain, it's a good hurt. Yeah. It's a good pain, good hurt. It has a purpose, it's burning calories, it's burning fat. It's building muscle. Believe it or not, I've been going back to the gym. Hello. Keep myself back in shape. And so I said, man, and they're, they're telling me, the trainer was telling me, was, you're going to feel this burning, and feel like this, and it's going to hurt, but it's going to be okay. Come on, somebody. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And that's the thing that Jesus is trying to teach us in the middle of our storm. It's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. Learn to embrace it. Learn to understand it. Listen to this. He chose church to let them go through it. That's the thing that gets me sometimes is why do I got to go through this? If I didn't go through the things I went through, I wouldn't be right back today. I would come on somebody. I, 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 I would be more psycho. I, I would, I, who knows where I would be, but I have to some stuff. And I'm going to forget it. 15 years ago, it's April, it's going to be 15 years we've been pastoring. Well, my pastor sent me out 14, years, 14 and a half years ago. I came to preach from after a year pastoring. He told me, why, my God, you sound different. You sound like a pastor now. 
I'm like, okay, what did I sound like before? Because when you've never been through nothing, you can always tell people, ah, all this stuff. When you start going through things, when you start going through some stuff and you start studying for God, you change the way you talk. You change the way you are. You change the way you act. You become different. It begins to cut things away on you. It'll cut away your pride. It'll cut away your arrogance. It'll cut away your stubbornness. All of a sudden, you start losing all that. All of a sudden, God begins to build you. He begins to show you you're more than a conqueror. Greater, greater he that's in you than he that's in the world. He begins to build you confidence. Come on, somebody. He begins to take you to different levels, different places in life. He was doing this, but all of a sudden, church, these men, they see the storm. Now, this is, I need you to catch this. The storms in your life will enable you to measure your faith. The storms in your life will allow you to measure your, your ability of your faith. You'll find out where you are. Because everybody says, I believe God. Everybody says, I trust God. Everybody says, God, I got me and you are like this, Lord. But we find out who we are in the middle of the storm. How many have ever ran when I start the heart? Okay, unless you had to like praise God. All right. How many didn't believe what happened to you because it ever happened to you? I had to learn. I mean, I'll never forget it one time. A good friend of mine, the pastors, I told, he told me one time, he goes, Angie, he goes, I was always going to be saving everybody here. He goes, Angie, he goes, he goes, my dad's going to have an operation, and what should I do? You need a goal, bro. I'm going to be there for your dad because Jesus can't do everything. I didn't know what I was talking about. I didn't know nothing. And he looked at me, and he goes, are you sure? I think, I, I think you should. I think that he didn't go. He goes, no, I'm just going to wait and stick it out. I said, okay, praise God. A couple years later, I told him, brother, I'm sorry that, that I told you that. I'm, I'm there for God that I told you that. I want to apologize. He said, no, that's okay. I didn't really know nothing. I, didn't, I was learning. I was a baby. I, I, I knew Jesus, but I didn't know him the way I know him now. Yeah. And so I'm telling you, in the middle of your storms, it'll cause you to grow. It'll cause you to mature. But then you'll find out where you lack at. You, you'll find out where you, you, you fall short at. See, they learned that Christ was with them in the storm, church. They learned that Christ was with them in the storm, but they also learned that they lacked faith in the storm. Because this is what they begin to say, church. Do you not care that we are perishing? And he arose and rebuked the winds. And he said to them, he said to the sea, peace, be still. He called everything, church. They cried out to him, he called the storm. Now listen closely. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? Wow. How is it that you have no faith? He's tricked me now because he said, I just preached to you just a few minutes ago. I just told you about faith and so he said and how great things were and how great you don't let your light shine and all these great stuff and, and I tell you there's different types of growth and what? Well, I don't get it and that's how it is sometimes. We go through things and we go through a storm and I'm like, we're like, I, I, I can't go to church no more. Serving Jesus is too hard. God 
say, hey, I went in. Wipe away those tears. Put on your big pants, hug on somebody. So I'll say, hold on. Hold on, it's going to be okay. And they find out, church, that in the middle of a storm, in the middle of all this, God is saying, what's wrong with you? How many have, have made a wrong choice in the storm and you hear God's voices in the storm? Or maybe a little bit different. <laughs> because I, I've seen God tell me things like that when I first got saved and not walking Christ. I, started, I was like, well, God, I'm trying, I try to compromise my way out of it. I try to reason my way out of it with him. I try to make excuses why I did this and why I did that. Why, why I didn't tithe? Why I didn't give my money? How about my temper said, why this is in this? Why I don't want to go to church? Or why I was misbehaving? I don't know you guys, just me. Just the pastor's missed stuff. Not you guys, just me. And, I, I, and he's saying, you need to, I'm trying to understand you, Jesus is saying. He says, we need to understand that you are being fearful right now. And we need to stop. So say stop. He's trying to get us to the place that we understand the promise, the storm, and the purpose. Someone say purpose. The purpose is to cause us to grow, to mature. Come on, somebody, to mature, to understand that there's a purpose in the middle of all storms. Let me give you a couple. Jonah's storm was to bring him back to the Lord. The storm that Jonah went through was to get him back in the house of God. Paul's storm was to allow him to witness across the world. What is your storm going to build in your life? What is the purpose to your storm? What is the purpose of the thing that you're going through? Are you just going to use it just to have excuses to blame or to get frustrated? There's a purpose why Jesus' storm to be crucified was for salvation. He got to understand this is a storm for every reason. If it wasn't for me being, being getting caught and getting sentenced uh, to go to prison 27 years ago, I wouldn't be here. I, I wish I would have never went through that. But I went through that. And I never forgot, I forgot sitting in that cell. I don't know you guys think the problem was just me. Sitting in that cell and I said, God, if you're real, Everybody says that you're a God that can help. I need help. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? That's what God told me. Can you hear me now? I said, God, if you're real, get me out of it. I'll serve you. I'll, I'll do whatever you want me to do. So I get out. And I don't go to church. But two months go by. That was in Thanksgiving time, what was a month ago? It was 26 years ago, get out, 1992, 93. In February, the pastor came back and told me, hey, you can come, you can come. And I thank God that he didn't violate the call of my poor officer. And they come back to church, and they go to church, and God had experience with God. God touched my life. I lifted up my hand and said, God, if you're real, God, I'm here. I'm sorry. I know you will. Now all of a sudden, that touched me. My life changed, and I never turned back again. Come on, somebody. 
have to understand sometimes what are we learning in chores. Sometimes I see people go through things like that, gotta get them out, then they are back in the same thing over again. Over and over and over. And God's saying, okay, I'll be here. I'll be here until you really want to wake up. Because everybody's in their own different stages. But what is your storm going to do for you? Are you going to embrace it? So that you will see the purpose in your storm? So you'll see what's going on? Church, I want you to write this down. Catch this, please. Don't judge the purpose of another person's storm. Everybody here that goes through things that might not be the same thing, but don't judge another person's storm. My storms may not be your storms, but they're my storms. Your storms may not be my storms, but they're your storms. And sometimes we have a way of telling people, oh, that's nothing. No, no, no. You don't understand. Some people go through things differently. Don't judge another person's storm. Amen. Don't judge another person's storm. All of a sudden, he says these words, and I want you to catch this piece. And they feared the church exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? Wow. Church, I want to tell you they were crossing over to the other side. I'm finishing up. Because they were going to go deal with a demon-possessed man. A demon-possessed man. He was crossing them over with a demon the man who was possessed by over 2,000 demons. They called him Legion. And on the way there, God was trying to get them to understand that what you're going through is to help someone else. There's other people that are hurting. There's other people. Come on, somebody. There's other people that are going through these. Come on. There's other people that need help. And if we stay stuck in our storm church, we're not going to be able to reach out to help them. If I would stay stuck in my storm, I would doubt that I would be able to. I would I doubt I'd be reaching out. I would doubt that I would be trying to extend myself and, and, and to help others. I, 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 would, I, would, I would go in a corner and cry, go through a trip, leave my wounds, get myself into a pity party, Make all the excuses of the world and miss my purpose. I don't want to do that. I, I, I want to do what God called me to do as much as I want you guys to do what God called me to do. Amen. So I'm challenging you this morning, this evening. Learn to embrace the storm. Know that, that God has a purpose for you. He has a promise for you. Storms come, but there's a reason why. You need to figure out what is, needs to be done in your life. Maybe there's things going to step on in this morning, church. Maybe there's things that you need that you need God to do in your heart, in your life. And maybe that's why you're going through these because you haven't let go of drinking or smoking. You haven't, you haven't let go of having fornication or, or you haven't let go of all this junk. Maybe you haven't let go of certain things and God said, let go of that. Stop the storm already. Stop crying out to all these things and cry out to me. Maybe you're going through some struggles that are, that are hard or difficult and God's saying, cry out to me. I'm here with you. I have your back. It might seem like I don't care, but I do care. 
You might, you might think that no one cares, but God does care. He cares enough to let you sit and marry just a little bit longer than you should. But then he says there's nothing that we cannot handle. He knows you can handle it. He knows what you're going through right now. If you can handle it, you're going to be okay. You're going to be all right. You're going to be victorious. You come out a winner. You're going to come out a champion. But you got to embrace what you're going through. Embrace it. Jesus said to you tonight, peace be still. The peace of God is coming. The peace of God is coming to your soul. The peace of God is coming. Every head bowed, every eye closed. God knows, God cares. He knows and He cares. Get that out of your mind that He doesn't, He does. He knows and He cares. He wants the best for you. He wants you to come out of this a winner. Want you to come out of this greater, mightier. Want you to come out of your storm crying out to him, I'm a father. He wants you to come out of this sharper, stronger, mightier, anointed, confident, full of trust, full of faith. No more lack, no more fear. No more of coming out of this strong and mighty. Maybe you're here tonight as a pastor. This is my first time here. I don't know this Jesus that you're talking about. I've heard about him. I heard about the same way you did, the same way you cried out for help. And tonight I want to cry out for help. Tonight I want to, I want to accept this Jesus in my heart, in my life. I want to open up my heart and say, Jesus, I'm here, help me. Maybe that's you tonight. If that's you, lift your hand. I want to pray with you tonight. That's you here. God bless you. God bless you. Maybe you're tonight, you say, Pastor, I've been going through some stuff. It's been hard. It's been rough. I've fallen away, but I need to come back. I need to get some things right with God. If that's you, just tonight, let the man, I want to pray with you. God bless 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 you. Hallelujah. Maybe you're here tonight, you say, Pastor, I'm in the middle of my storm, but it's been hard. It's been hard. I can't find a purpose, and it's just been rough. But tonight I know that he's with me. And I'm going to be okay. And you say, I need prayer. That's it. I lift up your hand. I'm going to pray with you. God bless 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 you. Oh, God bless you. You're here tonight. You lift up your hand. I want you to come. I'm going to pray you. Come. Come to the altar. I'm going to come. Hands came from over there. Come over there. Come now. Now. Come and find a place at the altar. Embrace the storm. Embrace the storm tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. This is your time. Embrace the storm. Remember there was others that were in the boat following. Others are watching and others are seeing the things we do in the middle of our storm. Let's show them to come to the cross. Let's show them to a place of repentance. Let's show them that we are able to humble ourselves behind the mighty hand of God. That we're a church that cries out. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, Father, we worship you, God. 
Oh, hallelujah, Lord. Let your storm fulfill its purpose. Let your storm fulfill its purpose. Some of us are both are feeling, we feel like we're going to go down. We feel like we're going to seek, oh God. But we need your touch, oh God. We need you, God. Oh, we need you, we need you, we need you more than ever, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. What you repeat is happening to see Jesus. Wash me with your precious blood. Forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart and make me new. Thank you for forgiving me of all my sins. I know that there's a purpose for the storm. I embrace it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a great clap. Hallelujah. 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 We are not done. We're going to pray for you right now. But I want you to notice if you give your life to God, God has forgiven you. You've been forgiven. You're a new man. You're a new woman. Amen. Now let's plug yourself into a church. Read your word. Stay away from the things that get you caught up. Learn to cling to good. Learn to continue plugging yourself into a church and let God use you to your full potential. But we're going to change that order of the service real quick. But we're going to pray for you. As an altar worker's company, the pastor's company, we're going to pray. I'm going to believe God to show you everything you need to go through, to show you everything that you're going through that is a purpose. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, just begin to get a hold of God. 